Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. There's a reason why all the wealthy people in the world invest in real estate, and it's not to generate wealth. Now, don't get me wrong. It does generate wealth, but that's not why they do it. They invest in real estate for the tax benefits. Now, while there's a ton of different ways that real estate can provide you with tax benefits, we're going to talk about the one that not many people know about, the 1031 exchange. The 1031 exchange is a great way to swap one investment property for another. Normally, when you sell a property with a profit, you're going to have to pay capital gains tax on that profit. But if you execute with the 1031 exchange and you hit all the requirements of the 1031, you can kick that tax liability down the road. Here's how it works. Let's say you want to sell your investment property. Maybe you have a duplex, but you want to upgrade to something bigger like a quad. You can sell the duplex and transfer the funds directly from the sale of that duplex into the purchase of the next property. Or maybe you purchase the duplex and just realize that the active real estate game was not what you thought it was. You've got two options. You could sell, cash out, and pay all the capital gains taxes. You could use the 1031 exchange to passively invest into a syndicate, allowing your investment to continually grow tax deferred. And here's the best part. You can do this as often as you want for as long as you want. Now, bear in mind, I said tax deferred. Way down the line, when you cash out, you're going to have to pay a single tax at the long-term capital gains tax rate. But the be-all, end-all outcome that every wealthy person is looking for is to defer until they die. Now, this is where you effectively just keep 1031 exchanging into different properties all the way until you kick the can. And when your beneficiaries inherit your assets, that tax basis resets and all those tax liabilities go away. So what's the catch? Besides potentially having that long-term capital gains tax way at the end, there's not much of a downside, honestly. So as much as the U.S. government wants to get their nut, they want people to invest in real estate, and that's why they have all these benefits in place. But there's rules that your exchange needs to adhere to, and they can get a little complex. And before we get into these rules, I gotta say this, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a CPA, we're just trying to illustrate a concept here. And even though we've helped plenty of passive investors 1031 into syndicates with Invictus, I highly recommend you find a qualified attorney and 1031 exchange intermediary to help advise you on this concept. Now, one of the biggest qualifiers that you've got to be aware of is that these exchanges need to be of like kind. And that isn't necessarily what it sounds like. Let me explain. You could 1031 exchange an apartment building for raw land or a duplex into a strip mall. The rules around this likeness are actually pretty liberal. Basically, you cannot use a 1031 exchange to exchange out of an investment property into a personal residence or vice versa. This is investment property to investment property, whether it's land or a building. And here's the next important rule, timelines. Once you've sold the property, you've got 45 days to identify the potential exchange properties that you could be going into. You can't just sell your property and kick the can down the road and see what comes next. You've got to identify what you're going after. In fact, and this is important, you can't touch the money yourself. This needs to be held in escrow. All this can be very tricky and very complex. You've got to contact your 1031 exchange intermediary prior to selling your property. 
if you sell your property and then reach out to an intermediary, it's too late. And if you can't make up your mind that quickly on what to exchange into, that's okay. The IRS lets you identify up to three properties and you only need to exchange into one of those. And speaking of timelines, we got another deadline for you. You've got to close on the next property 180 days from when you closed on your first sale. Now it is possible to do what's called a reverse 1031 exchange, where you find your replacement property before you even sell your original property, but the same timelines are going to apply, the 45 days to identify and the 180 days to close. This can easily get messy, so you've gotta find a qualified professional to help you navigate these timelines and hit them. Now let's talk boosts. No, not the ones made for walking. A boot is any leftover cash after the exchange is complete. A lot of people are gonna to forget to consider loans when doing a 1031 and they get hit with a tax bill and what they thought was gonna be a tax-free process. So let's say your old property has a mortgage of a million dollars and your new property only has a mortgage of 900,000. That leaves you with a boot of $100,000 and that $100,000 is gonna get taxed as a capital gain. This is why you've gotta get a CPA involved. There's a lot of ways this can go wrong and you could be left with a bigger mess than when you started. And last but certainly not least is one of my favorite parts of investing in real estate and the best parts of the 1031 exchange process, Depreciation. Depreciation is another sexy tax benefit of real estate investing. It lets investors lower their taxes by deducting the property's wear and tear over the property's useful life. Normally when you sell a property, the IRS is going to want to recapture some of those deductions. And they're going to factor those into the total taxable income. But a 1031 exchange can help delay that by rolling over the cost basis from the old property to the new one. Meaning the depreciation calculations continue as if you still own the old property. So that's it, the 1031 exchange. This is such a great tool for investors, especially for new investors who are trying to build wealth and build their portfolio. Or for those who wanna step out of the operational side, but still get the benefits of real estate in a passive way. Now, if you got any questions on this, leave them in the comments below. If it's something I can answer, I'll definitely try. Otherwise, it might be a good one to throw in front of your CPA. Thank you for watching. If you liked it, hit the like button. If you didn't like it, still hit the like button. Subscribe, and I'll see you in the next one. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.